0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Friday morning, week 13, NFL. we're talking DFS across the entire slate. All coming up next on the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody! Welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday morning DFS version. I am Scott Jensted, uh, joined by Ryan Belange. Yes, I am back. Uh, sorry, it's been a couple of weeks since I was gone. A little holiday, a little bit of work, but uh, it's good to be back. Uh, Ryan, how are you?
2: Oh, I'm good. Yeah, it's good to have you back. We got the Niners in the marquee game of the slate here. So, is there is there, a,
1: is there a big game this week? I hadn't, I hadn't <laughs> looked at the schedule yet.
2: There's a massive game this week, and I think you're probably the perfect person to break it down. Uh, so that will be nice. Yeah, I, I had a little holiday as well, but nice. Um, it's nice to be back. And we got an interesting slate here.
1: It, it is. Uh, we're, I think we might have our first like hundred percent running back of the season. It's. Uh, there's a. Uh, there's kind of. We always say like, oh, automatic slot, but man, this week might actually be one. But. Uh, Niners Eagles should be great. The great thing about this game is these teams like legit hate each other, which is like we don't you don't get that a ton anymore. But like these teams do not like each other. There's been a lot of a uh, lot of back and forth. Uh The Niners feel pretty, I think, pretty cheated by last year in the if the championship game, where you know the quarterback gets hurt in the first drive. I think the Eagles are tired of hearing about the whining and just want to realize that they won the game. So, which I kind of get, uh, which I kind of get both ways. But it should be uh it should be fun there. Uh, I think there'll be a little bit of hard hitting, especially early.
2: Yeah, I think so too. Um, You know, I'm not sure what to think about it for DFS because, you know, there's not a lot to love on this slate, maybe let's say outside the Dolphins, and a lot of uh, the best players on the slate are in that Eagles-Niners game, Um, but it seems like a tough spot for the Eagles. The Niners defense has looked incredible. Um, You know, it really makes me not want to pay up for Hertz or his receivers. Not really sure what to do about the San Fran side. I mean, how do you think that game goes? What's the totals
1: 40 around 47 right now? Uh, you know, honestly, I'm worried about in terms of that. In fantasy, I'm worried about the weather. Uh, it's supposed to rain. I think the, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of Brock party concerns. I know there's people that like to have that concern, but like my only one concern is how does he do with the wet ball in the rain? Like is, that Cleveland game. It started to rain a little bit. The ball slipped out a couple times. You know, he's not a huge guy where he has the, you know, the, the Justin Herbert quarterback hands kind of thing. So I think that the rains are the one thing out there that we don't fully know about, about Brock yet. I think that he's kind of proven everything else this year that we need to see, but um, that weather is important. I'm looking at the weather right now. It's 83% chance of rain that day, no wind or anything. Um, and the temperature's fine, but it could be really wet. It's uh you know, it looks like uh more rain during the day too, but it's a little bit later game. It's a four, whatever that four twenty-five on the East coast. So maybe, maybe uh, it goes from rain to showers, but I think that, I think the weather's a big impact on the game and obviously something we won't know about with it being uh, on the, on the late, uh, the late window this, of the slate. Yeah.
2: Um, I will definitely be paying attention to that. I think that, I think that's a good reason to fade the, not fade the game, but fade the, fade the passing games for sure. I agree. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. It's, it's always so hard. Cause it's, you know, you don't know, maybe it stops 20 minutes before the game. It doesn't impact anything and they dry the balls really well. So it's not actively raining. It's not gonna be a problem. Um, it's an interesting game to talk about. Cause there, there's a lot of, you talk you mentioned it slates a little bit weird. We got a lot of teams that are off. We got a lot of teams that are playing, uh, you know, prime time games. We had Seattle and Dallas, you know, a couple of, a lot of big names in that game played last night. We got some big names on bye. um, so it's a week where you got to find some guys and, you know, I just think that you you can't totally cross it out. Cause it's, there's a lot of big names in that game, but, uh, yeah the the defenses and the weather, um, you know impact uh, what you do that a lot, for sure.
2: yeah, for sure. Um, I was worried last week i I had hurts last week, and when, say,
1: yeah, uh, the, the the worry didn't last too long, but it sure was there for a while.
2: No, but sure, in the first half, and and yeah. even with the weather, you know, the the weather was kind of like that in Buffalo, yep. rainy and bad in the first half, and I had some messages from people saying like, should we have known about this? Should we have taken this into account? Cause yeah, it did look like, uh, maybe it was playing some part in hurt struggling, but I don't know, like hurts then with, you know, a massive second half, one of the craziest, I don't know, like I had no chance in cash games. I mean, I was completely dead and then hurts just out of nowhere, saved everything. I don't know. It felt like a miracle.
1: Yeah, it was funny because I was looking really good early because there was, I don't know if you remember, there was like 23 minutes before it was the first touchdown on Sunday. It was like this weird stretch of nobody doing anything. I didn't have, I had, uh, and then I had Justin Lawrence, uh, who, which turned out really well. And then I had, um, I had Bijan and Derek Henry, both scored twice. I'm like, oh, I'm in easy. And then all of a sudden the Philly Buffalo game went just bonkers. and like that. So anybody with Josh Allen and, um, and hurts or hurts, and then, the problem was I had Bijan and Henry looked really great, but that meant I didn't have Kyron Williams. And suddenly I was I, like, I went from like, oh my gosh, it could be a really good Sunday to oh, holy crap. I'm dead within like, it was like, it was like 45 minutes. It was just, it was just gone.
2: Yes. The, the same thing happened to me in tournaments because I did not have Hertz or Allen in tournaments and I did not have Kyron. So they, they all put up massive scores. I mean, Allen had 40 some points as well. Kyron 41 points. And yeah, so we got good games from our guys and,
1: ended up getting blown out of the water it happens I, I just called trevor lawrence justin lawrence and I, don't, I think justin lawrence is a closer for the rockies last year i don't know i, I think, must be i'm clearly i'm clearly out of football mode but obviously i had trevor lawrence not justin lawrence for a bit of streaming i think in you, there.
2: you're so used to
1: having <laughs> justin herbert on your teams <laughs> it probably is. i said Justin lawrence too i'm like that doesn't sound right i was like that's not right but yeah i had trevor lawrence and he, he actually played really well and i, I really liked that game and um, yeah that buffalo the buffalo eagles like last like 25 minutes just 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 killed it they uh, you know allen ended up with like 40 something points it was uh, a wild game i still i still don't totally know how buffalo lost that game but they certainly found a way um people that people still alive in survivor pools there were some people sweating philly there and i thought they were dead
2: wow yeah
1: uh so let's uh, let's get into this slate. we're at week 13 already this is crazy this stuff is uh flying fast we got a lot of uh a lot of players talk about, uh, we only, t- only 10 games on our main slate this week. So it's one of those ones that, you know, you kind of start to consider guys that, you know, maybe you wouldn't if there were, if there were 13 games on the slate, but we have 10, seven in the early window, three in the late window, uh, primetime games. I mentioned off the slate. I mentioned Seattle, Dallas last night. Really, really fun game too. I don't know how Seattle lost that game. Either. It seemed like they were, uh, really about really getting control there for a while. And then just, uh, just couldn't get it done late. Uh, Casey is at your Packers, uh, kind of a fun tonight game Jordan Love. Uh, looking better than the last couple of weeks and he really has most of the season. He looks a lot better. He, he really looks uh, looking good. Last couple of weeks, Uh Cincy and Jacksonville, which would have been a really good uh, matchup except for the, uh, the Joe burrow injury. I uh, got his first name right on that one. So uh, he's, uh, he must be holy. So hopefully it's only Trevor Lawrence, um, six teams on bye this week, really late for six teams to have a buy week 13. Like if you're one of those teams, like you must be just waiting for this by that's a tough, uh, tough schedule cork right there. Uh, Bills and Ravens. So some, some big names there. Bears we're good there. Raiders, the Vikings and Giants. So, uh, a mix of teams you wouldn't want to play anyway, and a couple of teams you would normally play. So, uh, it pairs it down pretty good. 10 games is not very many.
2: No. Um, and like you said, a lot of the best options are not on the slate or who would normally be the best options. Uh, you know, for me, it really makes this, really makes Miami stand out on this slate. Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, 50 point total. Miami has a 30 point implied total. It's just this spot against the commanders that everybody keeps targeting and it keeps working out. Um, you know, Dallas on Thanksgiving was another example. Uh, Washington has just been a great team uh, to stack their games based on how often they pass. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, it's tough for me to look past that spot, but I do think there are some other interesting games. I kind of like this, this Texans-Broncos game. I didn't really, you know – expect to think that maybe a few weeks ago I mean it was just an awful start to the season for the Broncos and yeah now they've won five straight and in the playoff hunt um, CJ Stroud was great again last week DraftKings priced him all the way up over 8,000 which is crazy to see it is um, but it's another good spot for their pass catchers Tank Dell and Nico Cowan specifically Dalton Schultz might be out, which is just sort of be another boost there and maybe bring minimum price Brevin Jordan into play. Uh There's some interesting value on the Broncos side. Javante Williams, the receivers are cheap. Russ has been playing well again, running more. Um, so I think that game's pretty interesting. And, and then like, other than that, not much in terms of stuff I want to stack. I was, hoping maybe you had an opinion on Detroit, New Orleans. Um, But in, yeah, in these other games, maybe just a piece or two uh, here or there. Um, And then, of course, that San Francisco Philly game to close it out. um, I kind of like to just fade that game for the most part. But, yeah, I don't know. That's how I was looking at the slate. Um, What stood out to you?
1: Yeah, I think you kind of hit them. I mean, there's there's four games that have a total over 43, and you 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 nailed them. It's uh, Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins, Commanders is 49 and a half. Eagles, Niners, 47 and a half. Broncos, Texans, 47 and a half. Lions, Saints, 46 and a half. None of them are like, oh, there we go. But, I mean, it's it's Dolphins, Commanders, and the Commanders is, is such a good team to play against because they throw the ball so much, too. So, like, if they get down, they, I mean, Sam Howell's throwing the ball over 40 times, I think, six games in a row. Like, it's a crazy stretch where – they can't stop anybody and they'll come back and just throw, throw, throw at you. It's kind of exactly what you want. And, you know, it helps because usually like, oh, the Dolphins might get too far ahead. But, like, you know, if Washington just keeps throwing and keeps playing, like I don't think that you, if it, Miami won't take the foot off the gas. So it's uh, I everything mean, I that's an obvious one. I think a lot of people are going to touch that game. Uh, I think what you do with Niners Eagles is kind of what what the slate comes down to. I mean, you're you seem like you're leaning towards a fade. Um I maybe not so much. I think uh, if the weather holds off, and obviously I don't know that, the weather holds off, I think this is actually going to be a, a decently high-scoring game. I think that the Niners defense is playing great, but um, the Eagles even is just so good. I mean, the Eagles offense is just so good. I mean, two receivers. and um, no Goddard really helps the receivers too. I think that we've seen that with... Devontae Smith is a... Completely different target percentage when, when Dallas got plays or doesn't play. Like the numbers are pretty stark. Um, you know, I think the Niners were going to. The interesting thing is that last week, Traverius Ward shadowed DK Metcalf and played really, really well. Probably the best game Ward's played uh, since the Niners signed him before last season. Uh, really played DK well. I think that Steve Wilkes will probably be like, you know what, let's just do it again. I think that's going to shadow AJ Brown, uh, which makes Devontae Smith really interesting to me. I think that's the preferred play on my end. Um, just because the Niners have, you know, other good DBs, but Charveris is a clear number one. You got Ambry Thomas, you got De'Amador Lenore, you've got, uh, you know, uh, there's some other guys in there. Um, they've benched a couple guys. It seems like Lenore and Ambry Thomas are the two guys right now. Um, I like Devontae Smith. I'm going to play someone in that game from the Eagles side. That That's who it's going to be.
2: Yeah, I think the Devontae Smith is a really sharp call. Um, just in general, I worry about the Eagles coming off this stretch that they've had. I don't know, you know, second best against the Chiefs and win, second best against Buffalo and win. I mean, they've had such a tough run. I'd, I'd almost like them more in this spot had they like got blown out by the Bills. But I just see the Niners' defense has looked unstoppable and – I don't know. I, I, you know, three point favorites on the road stuck out to me too. I could it's see I San Fran. I could not
1: believe when that line came. I'm yeah. just, I'm shocked. I thought it was going to be Philly minus one or my. I think it's be really close. People respect the Niners, but man, you look at what they did to Seattle's offense. You look what Seattle's offense just did last night to Dallas. Like, I don't know. The Niners Niners killed that. killed that offense. It's they, yeah. the defense looked really good out, outside after the bye.
2: Yeah, like it's. I, it's tough not to agree with that. I guess that's they seem like the better team, and it just seems like a tough spot for Philly. All the everything points to this, you know, it's sort of a revenge game for San Fran. Just yeah, I don't. I like the spot for the Niners. Um,
1: you know, the Philly play,
2: the Philly defense was on the field for ninety two plays last week. Yeah, I mean, right. Like this is that's, a letdown. That's a cra- it's that's this a is a letdown number. spot. I mean, how do you keep getting up for these spots? And especially when you have to battle back with these tough wins over and over. Like,
1: And you know who they play next week, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. so it's... Yeah, I don't know. I see why San Fran's favorite. It makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, I, it's hard. It's hard. I'm so biased on that one. But I was a little surprised. Just, you know, 10-1 at home. I thought it'd be Eagles by a couple, but uh, Clue was wrong there. But uh, let's talk Lions-Saints real quick. It's an issue game that I think maybe, like, Three weeks ago, we would been like, "Oh, let's stack this game." But mean the Saints are so beat up right now. Michael Thomas is out. Chris Olave has the, I uh, had the concussion last week, so he's in the protocol. You know, he's one of those like maybe he'll play, but you know, it always always leans to no unless you're unless you're Brock Purdy. Not many guys have gotten cleared out of that in the same week. Um, Raheem uh, Shaheed Rahe, Rahe, is a little banged up too. Like, it's hard to really stack this game because I don't know who you play. I think that At Perry will be pretty popular for the Saints. He's really low, and he might if all those guys sit. I think that like just kind of thirty three hundred. You got to play them just because there is nobody else there. But um, how do you feel about the Lions right now? The last couple of weeks have not been have not been great for the Lions. Uh, Jared Goff, I think, has six turnovers himself in those uh, games between fumbles and interceptions. Uh, how are you feeling about this game right now? Because I uh, I think three weeks ago we would have been all over it. The total probably would have been like 51, 52. Uh Feels a little bit different right now uh, with, with the injuries.
2: Yeah, I think you broke it down perfectly. I would like to be on it. You know, especially it's yeah. in a dome. Um, teams that play pretty fast, teams that usually are good for stack. Like, yeah, I would like to be on it, but like you said, it's tough. De- Detroit golf hasn't looked good lately. Um, they have two two running backs that are tough to pin down. I mean, that, that's Amon the hard Ra's, part right there. Yeah, like I'm always okay playing uh, Amonra, especially on this slate. I think he's probably a pretty good play if if people aren't going to go there. But yeah, what do you do from the New Orleans side? Uh, I was. You, I played you, a ton you, of. You play Kamara. Yeah, you could play Kamara. I played a ton of Shahid last week. Felt bad about that one when he got injured early. Um, I think Olave would be a really good play, um, but yeah, again, we don't know. Might not know. Um, that concussion protocol is weird. It seems like it could go either way. Yeah. I think Juwan Johnson might be kind of popular. Um, cheap tight end. If you get some of those receivers out. Um, yeah, I think people tried, people played A.T. Perry last week and he had, yeah, one catch for seven. I don't know. I'd be worried about, I'd be worried about playing A.T. Perry. Um, yeah, I but, think it would, know,
1: it would be that of Olave and Shahid sit, like suddenly there's, there's nobody left. And he played a lot of snaps last week. He just didn't do anything. Uh, he's also attached to, uh, you know, a quarterback we don't love there that, you know, kind of checks down. I think, I think Kamar might catch like 12 balls this week.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think. If those receivers are out, maybe it's just a Kamara spot. Maybe it's a Taysom Hill
1: spot. I was gonna say it is also lined up for a Taysom Hill, like three different <laughs> kinds of touchdown spot, right? Yeah, you could definitely see that. Um yeah, okay. I mean if Olave and Shahid are both out, I guess I you know I can see Perry. Um these other games, we got six other games. Are anybody any of these games you like to like maybe surprising go over? Real quick, we got Colt Titans at 42 and a half. Cardinals, Steelers, 41 and a half. Chargers, Patriots, 40 and a half. Uh, it's kind of sad what's happened to what's happened to England there. Uh, Browns, Rams, 40 and a half, Panthers, Bucks, 36 and a half. And believe it or not, Ryan, we have a 33 and a half total in the modern day NFL. Uh, it's almost like an Iowa game up in here. Falcons and Jets, 33 and a half. That is that is disgusting right there. Or any of these games you're like, eh? Maybe I could talk myself into playing, uh, playing some guys from these games.
2: Uh yeah, I could see the Steelers going over um I don't know if the Cardinals can keep pace that but the Steelers I think it's a pretty good spot I mean couldn't believe the space and the holes for Kyron Kyron Williams last week I mean the Arizona defense did not look good uh and you know new offensive coordinator for the Steelers the passing game looked better last week Briarmouth crushed I know you know people thought it might be Pickens. It wasn't yet, but you know, this might be the time for Pickens. He's cheap. Deontay's cheap. Uh, both their running backs are cheap. Uh, you know, people, Jalen Warren ended up pretty popular last week and, you know, it was co- of course it ended up being Najee Harris yep. with the big game, but yeah, I don't know. I could, I can see this being a
1: nice spot for Pittsburgh. Do you think drafting just let me split the difference between the two running backs and just play both of them in, in one spot? <laughs> that would be great yeah yes, I man I'd love I, after watching Kyron Williams last week I'd love to just I don't know how I, you could you can go through all kinds of things picking which Steelers running back and, and one of them's probably gonna do really well um, I think anybody who tells you they really know how to break it down on that is probably full of it like it could go either way uh Najee actually looked pretty good had a pretty a couple of nice runs uh Jalen Warren obviously been the more explosive guy but like trying to figure out which guy hits the big play, which guy hits the touchdown—it's it's really tough. But uh, you know, in tournaments, I think they're both very, very live because one of them is probably to do really well. And
2: go yeah, off. Najee has taken, you know, a lot of heat this season. But I saw a stat that he leads the NFL in fifteen-yard rushes, which I was surprised to see. I would but, have,
1: uh, I would have needed a lot of guesses to get um, them right. Yep, yeah, it's true. Uh, before we do jump into players, I think we got we got to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, we have a running back in the Colts Titans game. Uh, uh, Zach Moss is forty six hundred. Uh, I, I assume he's just like I, I don't. I never want to use one hundred percent, but he's going to be like ninety three percent in most cash games and obviously very ter- popular in tournaments. Uh, just give me your thought on: Do you just slot him in this week and play him? at for he's so low at forty six hundred and has done really well and did really well against the Titans his first game. I like, killed the Titans the first time around. Uh, he's been clearly the backfield, uh, the backfield horse when, when JT has been out like in over 80% time, ty- like all the numbers are there. Um, is this situation strategy wise in cash games, you just play him, and in tournaments. So you're like, well, everybody's going to have him. I'm going to go elsewhere. Just kind of eat it. Uh, what's kind of your general thought on someone who sticks out this much on a slate?
2: Yeah, it's tough. Um, you're right. I think he's going to be the highest owned player maybe we've ever seen
1: close to a <laughs> yeah. close Def, to definitely I think I think this year is the highest owned guy
2: yes for sure like close to a 100% in some cash games uh I could see him over 75% in like the small field tournaments single entry tournaments yes. um but he's gonna I be like know, a I'll
1: 55 speak- 60% guy in big tournaments I think too like I think just yes
2: like over 50% in every single tournament for sure. Um, there's
1: a there's a running back combo that I think is going to be so it's going to be crazy high percentage this week. We'll get to it. We we'll talk running backs, but I I I don't know if running back uh is going to be it's going to be very popular this week. I'll just say that.
2: Yeah, you know, I hesitate to, you know, call Moss a free square, but it's close to that. Um you mentioned he crushed the Titans last time. I yep. mean, I don't think there's really any concerns about the matchup. Uh, he's going to be involved in the receiving game plenty. Um, yeah, you know I'm leaning towards playing him. If I was playing the bigger field tournaments, then I think he's probably a pretty good fade. You know, anytime on a 10 game slate when you're going to have someone that chalky in a sport that's as, you know, with as much right. volatility as the NFL has. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to fade him in some of those tournaments. I mean, there are other cheap running backs we're we're going to mention. Plenty of other cheap running backs to take a chance on. I mean, they're not as cheap as Moss, um, but you know, you'll have the money if you if you need it. So yeah, I think I think it makes sense to fade him in tournaments. I'm leaning towards playing him in like my single entry
1: stuff. I mean, it just seems like close to a free square, you know? Weird question. I haven't. I know I've asked you. But what is your like go to uh, tournament on on DraftKings? Okay,
2: um, I play like the two hundred dollar single entry the couple hundred dollar single entries the couple fifty dollar single entries and then i put three into the hundred and fifty dollar three max that's like the biggest i like i like that that. that's a good tournament right there yeah that one has a hundred k to first you know and i'm we're chasing this big prize you know so (laughs) yeah uh that's really the only reason i'm playing nfl uh they got the biggest prize pools, but yeah, so I play those, and then I play the I put five in the thirty-three dollar five max, and then the smaller single entries the twelve dollar, the five dollar, three dollar. Yeah, I, like I like the twelve. I like
1: the twelve dollar single max. That's kind of my. I, I like that game a lot. The fair catch, I think yeah. it's called. Do you play yeah, the same? Uh, you play the same uh, thing every week?
2: Yeah, I just I basically play that. It's about fifteen lineups, okay. um, and then I play cash games like I- I- equivalent dollar amount of cash games on the side. Okay. Um, just all the double ups, all the single entry double ups, like right. up to the two hundred and fifty dollar double ups. But yeah, I just I think, especially for cash, uh, you want to focus on those single entry tournaments because.
1: Yes. And anyways, you're you're a good cash player. You know what you're talking about you just play Moss, right? Oh yes, yes. You're not you're sure. not overthinking. You're not trying to fade anybody in that game. You just play him, no. right?
2: You can't. As if he yeah.
1: if he gets hurt on the first carry, it doesn't even hurt you. Right. And yeah. it's it's not even good you,
2: you right, you said it. It doesn't matter what he does. It's not yeah. gonna hurt you or help you. Like it, But if
1: he scores twenty one points, like you're you're literally dead before the tournament starts if you don't play. Yeah. Right. Before the cash game starts if you don't play.
2: Right. Yes, yeah. you're exactly right. Yeah. In yeah. cash games a lot of times you just wanna follow the ownership. At yeah. least when, like, you always probably want to play the couple highest stone guys, and then maybe you can do things different from there. But, yeah, you never want to get beat by the chalk in cash games.
1: Yeah, especially when it's going to be 95%. Like, actually, like, we, we talk about free squares. We talk about chalk. Like, this is an actual situation where everyone in the big cash games is going to play.
2: Right, actual 95%. We're yeah. used to, like, you know, the chalky guys, sometimes they'll get to 50 in cash yeah. games or 40. You know, like, yeah, yeah this is much different.
1: Uh, So let's jump into uh, players here. But first, a note from our sponsors at Circa. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screens, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with day beds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or touchdown at the world's largest sports book, Circus Sports for the Big Game Bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Booker seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The big game parties only at Circa Resort and Casino reserved today at circalasvegas.com. Uh, so I think we kind of hit the uh, usually we start with kind of the chalk boring plays. I think we just hit it uh, sufficiently there with Zach Moss. Is there anybody else you see as a uh, as a really popular play this week before we jump into talking about quarterbacks?
2: Um, maybe Tyreek only because you can afford him easier with with Moss. Right. Um, but, n- like, no, as of now, I don't see anyone who's going to be crazy popular,
1: especially I not at don't, quarterback. I don't, I don't either. I think there's another running back. I think Rashad White's going to be very popular. I think a lot of people are just going to go Rashad White, Zach Moss, and then fill out the rest of the lineup just because he's cheap, in a good spot, has been really good lately, and kind of sticks out to me among me if you do go kind of in that mid-range. I think the – I think the white Moss start is just really easy for a lot of people.
2: Yes, I agree. Um, I currently have that in cash. Yeah, I think that's the cash running backs, yeah. Yes, uh, and you're right. That will that will carry over to tournaments too. So, yeah, I, I see Moss being pretty – or, sorry, white being pretty popular as well.
1: But I think right, wide receivers are kind of spread out. There's a lot of cheap ones we'll talk about. I don't think there's – I think maybe David and Joku at tight end might be – a guy that I think a lot of people will play, but I don't think he's going to be so popular that it's going to be like, Oh, you got to figure out if you want to fade or play this, but I think he'll be the most popular tight end. But like in a week where we have a free square, uh, I think it opens up uh, big time after that. Yeah, I agree. So let's, uh, let's talk quarterbacks. I guess we'll start with, uh, you know, you you started the show with saying that Miami was the most obvious play. Does that mean you're just going with two at 7,900? I mean, he's not, uh, he's, he's, he's highly priced. He's not hugely priced, but highly priced. Uh, He was rough last week under 10 fantasy points. Hasn't had a top ten week since week uh, week six. Quietly, the the Miami pass offense has not been quite as explosive. Uh, they still have still been scoring points, but uh, not quite as many for Tua. Uh, but great matchup. Washington's allowing the most uh, quarterback points per game in fantasy. Uh, ten of the last, last eleven quarterbacks versus Washington have had a top ten week, which is a crazy stat. The one out, the one didn't make it was Mac Jones, so we kind of tossed that away because the New England's terrible. But uh, how do you feel about Tua this week? Is he going to be the most popular quarterback? Are you playing him? Uh, who are you stacking him with? Uh, all of the above.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't feel like he's going to be that popular, but I don't know, as we go through quarterback, I don't know that anyone's going to be that popular. Yeah. Um, I want to play Tua. Yeah. Especially if he's not going to be the most popular, I guess I don't think he will be at that price. And I mean, I, like you said, you look at his game log, it's not like he's been crushing. No. Nope. Um, But yeah, to me, the matchups just too good not to target. Um, you know, he could do what Dak just did to them. So it's just so easy to throw for 304 touchdowns in this yeah. spot. Um, so yeah, I do want to play some to, uh, uh, you know, because the Washington Washington guys have been so good to play as well. I mean, they, they scored 10 points last week against, uh, or sorry, against Dallas and, Howell still threw for 300. Uh, Curtis Samuel, I think, was the highest scoring receiver on the slate. I mean, Howell's completed 28 passes in at least 28 passes in like six straight games. He's got 300 yards in four of those games. So, like, it's just one of his pass catchers, at least one of his pass catchers should have a big game. Um, So, yeah, I think the game just makes sense to stack. Who am I going to play him with? Tyreek, obviously, but not... You know, I could see playing him with Waddle. Yep. Uh, with instead of Tyreek, I will do that too. I mean, Tyreek is expensive. Yeah. It takes a lot to pay off a ninety six hundred dollar price tag. I mean, uh, so yeah, I, I like especially because Waddle will be much less popular. So I definitely have interest in Waddle. Um, But yeah, I, I do like Tua. I like C J Stroud too in this top range for tournaments. I don't think hardly anyone's going to play Stroud now that he's up to eighty one hundred. Um, part of the reason I like these guys is there's just not a lot of high ceiling quarterbacks on this slate, especially if I'm fading Hertz, you know, of course Hertz has a massive ceiling, but, uh, just in general, there's not a lot of spend up options. And I think you could afford, you can afford Stroud in tournament. You can afford Stroud easier on the slate with some of the value, especially if Dalton Schultz ends up being out, but yeah, um, I like those two guys up top. I think for cash games, we're going to go cheaper, but I don't,
1: I don't know. What, what do you think of this top range of quarterbacks? It's tough. I don't, I don't think I'm going to play hurts either with the theory that, you know, he's been a, he's been a quarter a quarterback one. So top two quarterback in 10 straight games. Like it's just, he, with the, with the tush push, I like, mean, he just, he just gets rushing touchdowns almost every week. It's just like, and the part of why DeAndre Sift hasn't gone quite as crazy as he could have is he just doesn't think he's a two yard line. And it's just automatic. It's automatic hurts. It's just such a huge boost. Like, every single time you get there not only do they run that play but it's an automatic touchdown it's just it's it's wild i mean we, we talked we talk a lot about in the offseason but it's just it's so effective that person automatic touchdown if they get inside the inside the three yard line so um i don't think i'm gonna play him either um you know a little bit of weather a little bit of the niners defense um and he's 8200 like he's really expensive and mostly just because i'd like to a lot more this week i think just it should a it's better setup um you yeah, know the matchup is so good uh stroud's really interesting i'm glad you brought him up he's 8,100. he's obviously been going off i think 300 yards four weeks in a row uh this is the best pass defense he's played 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 in quite a while like the broncos played have played really well on defense uh since that since that miami game essentially like they just they were obviously embarrassed that game they've been really good lately Uh, they've only allowed multiple touchdown passes to one quarterback in the last seven weeks so they've been really good against passing touchdowns uh but you say all that and everybody knows that. I'm not telling anybody anything new, but that means nobody's gonna play Stroud. Everybody's gonna play, they'll be playing people play some hurts. There'll be people play Tua, like you said, the people will go they go lower. I think Stroud is uh pretty underowned, and that makes him interesting to me in a tournament just because the upside is significant. And you mentioned there's not a lot of significant upside quarterbacks on the slate with so many of the bigger guys we're used to off the slate.
2: Yeah, I think you nailed it. Um it's a relatively tough matchup, but that's gonna keep. That's going to keep people off of him. Yeah. Um, and he's
1: succeeded in pretty much every matchup so far. Uh, it feels like but, like if they get ahead, he'll throw. And if they get behind, he'll throw. Like, I don't think, he, you know, obviously, unless they get up, you know, 28 0, he's going to stop throwing. But like, I don't think there's many game scripts in this game where it's going to be where he's not, he may not do well. Uh, that's, that's possibly the answer. But I don't think there's many game script where he's not going to throw the ball a bunch.
2: No, I agree. Um and it's been nice to see he's been making some plays with
1: his legs recently.
2: Yeah, uh, he really did more, last week.
1: he looked good last week doing that.
2: Yeah, he did. Um he's also rushed for three touchdowns in his last five, so I mean at least that's there to to possibly help his ceiling. Um so yeah, I I have a little interest.
1: So we talked a bunch about uh you know Washington and Miami so far. Uh so can you Jump down 1,700 from Tua and play Sam Howell. Could you play the other side of this game? How do you feel about that strategy?
2: Yeah, I think that's okay. Um, I'm considering that. I think, like, yeah, if you're going to get 300-plus yards from Howell, I would want to play him on this slate. Uh, It's tough to know who to pair him with, but I just – I guess I'm still not quite done with McLaurin. I think I could still make the click. I mean, he's, you know, he's still seeing the targets. He's their best receiver. He's got to have a big game in him sooner or later. Uh, but, you know, Dotson and Samuel are cheap. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense, especially if you want some exposure to
1: Hill or Waddle. Um, yeah, I do it's like how... It's amazing how easy it is to play Tyreek if you if you just do that. You, just go, you go Howell and Samuel... And you have Zach Moss and like Tyreek, it suddenly becomes easy to slot it,
2: yes. And like, also, who are you playing? You know, there's not that much opportunity cost, so you know, looking at who do you want to play besides Howell, I guess, in this 6k range and even below, like uh, it's, the top, it's two.
1: it's, it's Purdy and golf, right?
2: Yes, it, yes. And uh, if you, you know, if you want to go a little lower, Russ, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's you know Howell looks pretty good when you compare him to just those guys
1: how do you feel it seems like uh, you're probably not in on purdy in the past game here uh, i'm a little worried about the rain if it wasn't for that though um you know he's he, he all his numbers are great he hasn't thrown a lot of touchdowns lately uh but the eagles have been kind of thrashed by the pass lately i think he had a top two quarterback not even a top top 10 quarterback a top two quarterback in three or four weeks and uh they were good against Mahomes, but, like, Josh Allen smoked them. Uh, they are good against Tua, but they, they they have given up some ceiling games there. Um, if it, you told me it was sunny in 65, I'd really like Brock this week at the price, but I'm a little bit worried about uh, the weather, and maybe this game gets a little uh, a little ugly if, if the weather uh, comes into play.
2: Yeah, me too. I'd be in on him if the weather was okay. Uh, it's, it's always tough because I never know who to pair him with, but I'm a big fan of Purdy in general. And he's that, looked, uh, by really the way, good.
1: that, that third IU last week was awesome. Awesome.
2: Yeah. And, you know, look at Purdy's numbers, three out of the last four with 24 fantasy points or more. I mean, he can do that to any team the, the Niners just have so much talent and yeah, you know, Purdy's one of those talented guys. It's not just like these yeah. guys are, are bringing Brock up. Like he, he's a good quarterback. So yeah, I, I would have interest in him if, if the weather's okay. But yeah. like I said, like, who, who do you pair All him right. with? Like, I would – normally I pair him with McCaffrey and one of the pass catchers, but I just never know which one to pick.
1: Yeah, Ayuk's more expensive. I think Ayuk's probably more of a, you know, floor guy. You know, you're here to get, but it, it's hard to tell. I mean, Debo, you know, last week had the had the end around for the touchdown that he had seven catches. So, like, he had nine targets this week. Like I think Ayuk only had four, but scored the touchdown. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those situations where two good receivers always hard to pick um i probably just kind of lean iuka although he's a thousand dollars more too so you want to save some money but kittle's in the mix too when you got all three of them it makes it really really hard because they've just got three really good pass picking options and obviously you mentioned McCaffrey. like that's a pass catching option too obviously uh he is tough to pair it with um is there any cheap quarterbacks you like you mentioned russ he's 5700 on on draftkings uh baker's 5500 minshu 53 is there anybody down here you think you might get to or is it kind of like Howell or purdy and i'll stay above that
2: uh, I'm considering it. I don't think I'll play Baker, but I th- you think it'd be fine if somebody wanted to play Baker and Mike Evans. It's just a good matchup
1: against Carolina. And Mike Evans has been really good. Like nine, yes. nine plus targets a game. He's averaging seventy-five plus yards a game. I mean, he's been just quietly, really, really, really good again.
2: Yeah, and I just you know throughout the summer we saw Quentin Johnson being drafted ahead of him in like yeah. best ball and Smith and Jigba drafted ahead of him in every single draft and just just remember Smith that Jigba's, <laughs> like
1: shown some signs that he's gonna be really good but man, ooh, Quentin Johnson yeah. that's Quentin Johnson's not not uh, not looking good right now.
2: No, but yeah, Evan you know Evans has looked great. I mean, you know, still looks like the alpha number one wide receiver, and he's got a ceiling on par with pretty much anyone on the slate besides Tyreek. So yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, I kind of have, you know, I'm considering Kenny Pickett. I mean, it's a tough click when you look at his, his game log, but I mean,
1: that's just a a pure, a pure, a pure Matt Canada fade.
2: Yeah. And like a pure matchup play too. kind of like, could he fall into three touchdowns? He's got some interesting, options that you could pair him with like yeah. I, I think all of his pass catchers are interesting and they're all pretty cheap so like maybe to kenny pickett and maybe to russ i i, I kind of i i don't normally play a rest but maybe
1: this week uh i don't know what do you think about this range you know russ has been over 200 yards passing once since week four yeah <laughs> but, i mean he does you know if you look
2: he, he i Funny you, really you said that and i look throw
1: he hasn't but like. His numbers are still pretty gross, uh, passing wise. They don't like last week he had 134 against Minnesota's, but he ran one in last week, so it, it worked out. Um, it makes sense, and that game could get a little back and forth if uh, if Houston plays well, but man, I just I, don't, I find it hard to trust Russ.
2: Yeah, I do too. His numbers are pretty gross, but 20 to 4 touchdown to int ratio is okay. Yeah, that's uh, really good. Yeah, he's, he has a pick since week six. He's been running more. I mean, but you're right. Like ceiling, does he have a ceiling? That seems tough. I don't know. How much does he need to score? Can he get in the twenties?
1: Yeah. I the ceiling is the probably, he, the ceiling is probably he runs to it and throws for two. Like that's, and that's, a, that's a good ceiling, but that's probably the way it, uh, and he throws yeah. for like 225.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I'll play it, Russ. It's you're right. It's a tough click, but, uh, I have interest in that game. And like I even like I think Sutton and Judy are okay too. So I yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'll get to Russ though.
1: I like I like Sutton a lot. We'll talk about receivers, but I like yeah, I think that's a good play too. I, I really like him this week. Uh, if I were gonna play Denver pass game, that's what I'd do. i do. I, I would not play as Russell, I would just go Sutton. Uh last before we jump into running backs, uh Jared Goff. We talked we kind of mentioned him a second at sixty five We talked to him earlier, we're talking about this game. Um the Saints are pretty good against quarterbacks. Uh the Saints have any, it's hard to run it back. Uh, do you find yourself, uh, finding yourself any, any golf this week? It's hard with the way they run the ball too. I just, I I don't think I'm getting there this week. I don't
2: think I'm getting there either. Uh, he just, he hasn't looked very good recently. Um, and yeah, I just, no, but you know, I can see an argument to it. I don't know what pair him with St. Brown and you're going to have a ton of cheap options on new Orleans I mean, I get it, but yeah. If,
1: no. uh, if I did it, it would be Goff, St. Brown, and Kamara, and I'd go cheap elsewhere.
2: Yeah, that works too. Yeah. That's um, that, that's
1: the way I'd play it because I'd play it with the, the theory that, uh, you know, there's a lot of Kamara catches. Kamara does really well because I think that's the way this game gets back and forth. Uh, he scores twice, and, you know, Amon Ross scores twice. And I think it, it could work well, but I would do it with Kamara. I wouldn't do it with one of the cheap receivers. Okay. Makes sense. And then you're playing. I mean, there's so many things you could do with Zach Moss this week that, like, almost everything is in play so it kind of makes the rest of the slate uh, fun it's not a. I, I like that when we have sometimes we have a free score it kind of ruins everything because everybody goes the same way i think this week we get to, we get at least some different different ways to go but let's jump into some of those different ways let's talk about running backs here but first you note know, from our sponsors at splash rotowire is proud to sponsor sponsor partner with splash sports for the 2023 fantasy season splash sports empowers gaming commissioners to earn by creating contests Commissioners can set up contests, add their style, and enjoy the evolving Splash Sports platform for customized preferences. From daily to season long contests, Splash Sports caters to various playing styles, such as DFS, Pickaxe, and Traditional Survivor. And unlike traditional sportsbooks, Splash Sports pits you against friends and family, not the house. Splash goes beyond betting, a space where friends can connect, strategize, and share in the excitement of sports. roto will be running weekly DFS tiers contest on Splash Sports all season long. Can you beat the RotoWire experts? Visit rotowire.com slash splash to enter today. I got through the slash splash, but much better than usual on that one.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: Uh expensive running backs there are a bunch this week. We talked about Kamara a little bit, but there are there are four or five guys over 7000 think are in play. Uh three that are over 8000. Christian McCaffrey, uh you know, the 16 touchdown beast is it is it 9000 um, obviously in play every time he takes the field. Austin eckler is still 8300 has been really struggling. There's been not much good here. Uh explosive run weights among the worst in the NFL, but he's still 8300 uh, Alvin Kamara, eighty two hundred. Uh, we mentioned him a couple times already. I think that it could be a lot of targets his way. Um, Mostert, seventy three hundred. Uh, you know, H. N. might be back. Uh, probably going to be back. Affects him a little bit. He's got a lot of touchdowns too. Kyron Williams, we talked about seventy two hundred. Uh, huge in his return, but going against the Cleveland defense this week. Uh, what? Uh, what do you do at the at the top later in the Then we talked about some cheap guys already. But uh, who do you like among this top guy? Top botch? I, I really really like McCaffrey. Um, you know.
2: Especially if that game's going to have some questionable weather, I just I like the San Fran side in this spot. Um, it just it sort of makes sense for me if I'm fading the passing games. Uh, yeah, I think you know the nine K price tag and you know a matchup away to Philadelphia will keep enough people off of him to where I think he's a pretty good tournament play. Uh, you know, you, McCaffrey can put up thirty plus against anybody uh and even like 25 here might be pretty good i have a a lot of interest in kamara if olave is out i think we talked about it it could be a ton of targets for kamara in the spot i mean even with olave in there you know they have injuries to other pass catchers but if olave is is out then i really like kamara i think that's all i'm doing in this range um you mentioned yeah i just i can't get to eckler uh you mentioned he has not been good the, and- the, the
1: only the only real theory on Eckler is good game script, uh, you know, to have the lead against New England, and the fact that nobody will play him at that price. Right. Yeah. It's only Alec- really the only argument is that nobody's gonna play him. He's obviously really talented. They'll be ahead in that game, and you know, it could work. But like, he hasn't shown anything. He's only at, only at three point six catches per game. They have not used him, and it's career low.
2: Yeah, you mentioned the numbers just make it a tough click. I didn't yeah. be worried like in a good game script. You'll see plenty of Josh Kelly. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if he has a ceiling for I would 80, just I would just
1: play Kamara, and I don't think Kamara's going to be so high that I want to fade. I think I would just play Kamara instead.
2: Yep, I think you're right. So, what about anybody else? Uh, anybody underneath Kamara
1: you like? Uh, above 7,000 and below Kamara, not really. Um, you know, Moster has a great game script, too. We talk about the Miami pass game. Like, Miami could get ahead, and they can hand the ball off a ton. I just – you know, a lot of guys right now. I don't think I'm going to play him at 7,300, even though, you know, I, it works. He scored a lot of touchdowns. A-chan uh, is back. I have a problem. I have, I have trouble playing either of those guys. a 6,900. Like, he's insanely explosive. Could score a bunch of times. But, man, I just – last time I – I played him three two weeks ago, whatever it was, and he made it one play. So, I don't think I trust that fully. Um Cleveland's allowed one 75 yard rusher all year long. So you look at Kyron Williams, who was great last last week, but now, and that was Jalen Warren. I think he had a really long touchdown. when he got over seventy-five yards. Um, but Kyron Williams has been really good. He's played seven games, been a top ten running back in five of those. Uh, clearly a full workload. He had twenty-two touches last week, three touch or did two touchdowns. Um, I just don't think I'm getting there at the price. I thought he'd be it might be a little bit cheaper. I'm not. I'm, I'm probably not going to get there.
2: No, I'm not either. Um, how do how do we feel about Miles Garrett being out? Miles Garrett's out, right? Is he out? Out? I know he was uh, kind of trending that way. Have they said
1: he's out? Out? Uh, I guess I haven't seen officially, but right. I I think you're going to be right. I think that's probably gonna be the way it's end up being. But uh, I mean that that changes that entire offense or uh, entire defense. I mean he is he's probably the defensive player of the year right now, and he's in the MVP discussion too.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that does change it. Like. It still wouldn't change it for me, probably as far as playing, uh, Ky- Kyron. But it would make more sense with Miles Garrett out.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, he just hasn't been doing a lot. I, they have not ruled him out. Out. Um, it's a shoulder okay. injury. Uh, I'm just scrolling through here. I don't. I I thought maybe they announced something this morning, but they haven't really said anything. I, he's not out yet. I think that uh, he's very much on the questionable tag. Okay. Well. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm looking. Make sure there was no like news since we started recording, but I haven't seen anything. But yeah, obviously that I think that uh, that affects whether you want to play Carolina. I'm definitely know if he's playing, and then I'm a, probably not. But I might start to think about it if, if Cleveland you know starts to look a little bit banged up. What about uh, what about the cheaper side? I think we've seen uh, we've seen Bijan Robinson the last couple of weeks uh, finally getting touches, finally emerging. We've been calling for it for weeks and weeks, but it seems like maybe they're finally doing it. He's 6,700. Uh, DeAndre Swift against the Niners 6,600. We've got the the Detroit guys in here. We've got Brees Hall in here, who explosive, but has been awful the last six weeks. Um, we've got Ramondre in here at six thousand, been really good lately, and then Rashad White, who I think can be pretty popular, sixty three hundred. three uh, hundred. This mid range has a lot of names, a lot of guys. How do you kind of parse through it this week?
2: Mm. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I, I like Rashad White. I,
1: lo- I love Rashad. I love I love Rashad White. Yeah, this uh, week. It's, this week, I love. His yeah, job.
2: right. This week, it's it's tough to look past that. I mean, I, I played him last week. Just in general, I've been impressed with White this season. His role is amazing, and the matchups amazing. But yeah, I like I like White the best. I think if I had to pick another one, probably Bijan. Um, you know, the matchup doesn't look great, and obviously the total is like thirty three, but. It's probably a pretty good matchup with Boyle on the other side. It's just going to mean so, so many opportunities for Atlanta, you'd think. And Bijan is talented enough to take advantage. Um, He's working the passing game, going to get a lot of usage. Just, yeah, like pretty good spot, underrated spot for Bijan, I think. But yeah, Rashad White would be my favorite.
1: Yeah, me too on White. I just think that you know Carolina's league high allowing uh, points to running backs. I think it's just the matchup is just so good. Um, he's, av- he's averaging ninety nine plus yards a game in the last six games. Uh, he was seventeen touches last week, one hundred yards rushing. I just think he's so clear to their guy. It's just uh, I, I this stuck, stuck out to me at six I think that uh, that really works out well. Uh Bijan's interesting because the Jets have actually been struggling against the run. They have not been as good. They're, they're better against the pass, against the run. Uh, you can kind of get them. They've, they've allowed a lot of yards to running backs over the over the course of the season. He just still he had, we talked about how good he was last week. He had still at 50% of the back backfield touches. Like it's still there. Just the fact that he scored twice. I think we kind of just forgot that it's still there. Um had 19 touches, but Algier played a bunch too. Um I think I just prefer White this week. I don't have any problem with Bijan. Obviously, talents there. Can you do anything with the Lions running backs? I mean, obviously, the Lions run the ball a ton. Uh, but, man, talk about a split situation. Like, they're really a split situation.
2: Yeah. No, I can't. I just – yeah, like you said, they're really a split situation. I don't know which one to click, and I just feel like there's better guys to click. Also, this guy in the chat has convinced me <laughs> to consider <laughs> you're, you're, Kyron.
1: You're back in on Kyron after uh, that? Yeah, uh, no, you uh, made some made good if points.
2: If Miles Garrett is out, I think uh, – I think I would, yeah, I'd be considering Kyron just because it looks like
1: you can figure out what the username is. is that that Iwi, Ewe2K?
2: Ewe2K, I think we'll uh, go yeah. with. Yeah, I mean, he's right. With, with no Garrett out, it would look pretty good. Kyron is the new Eckler. I don't know if I'd go that far, but, you know, six <laughs> catches and a, uh, a touchdown through the air last week. You know, Cup is sort of, they haven't been using Cup like they used to. Be a really good spot for the Rams against Joe Flacco with no Miles Garrett. Yeah, I think those are some good points. I uh, point being, I like I like Kyron better than these, better than the Lions.
1: Yeah, I mean Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs played sixty snaps last week. It's just that he only had fifteen touches, and uh, David Montgomery's right there. So just yeah, he he also you get to the goal line, and you get to the goal line, and they're going to give the ball to Montgomery too, and then you've got Laporta. It's just. They got a lot of weapons, and you know when you when you have that many split touches with running backs, it's just hard to time. Uh, we'll talk about a second with Pittsburgh too. It's just it's hard to time.
2: Yes, and you know G- Gibbs got all those uh, snaps because the they were getting crushed by Green yeah. Bay, like right too. from the jump, and just had to start passing in the second half or in the second yeah. quarter, basically. Um, but that's yeah, a, re- it just that's makes a really it good so point. He's, he he
1: might be very game script dependent right now. It seems like it. Um, real quick before we get the cheaper guys, talk to me about Ramondre Stevenson. 6,000, uh, another good week, 21 for 98, had five catches also. He has eighty-five over 85 rushing in three straight, 20 and 21 carries the last two weeks. Uh, It seems like they are just decided that he's the only guy on the offense that's any good. They're just like really feeding him. But man, it's such a mess. Um, If LA if LA can score, the game script might get bad here. Um, You know, the Chargers, you never know where you're going to get, but they are favored, I think, by six points. Uh, can you get to Ramondre at all this week? I find myself either going lower or just playing Rashad White.
2: Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you, but I, but I think Ramondre is a pretty good play actually. Yeah.
1: The price, the price is good. I mean, for what he's done lately, this is a very playable price.
2: Yes. I mean, if you're going to get 20 plus touches and some catches, I mean, they're at home against the chargers team that struggled. Uh I don't know that I'll get there, but I do think he's a pretty good option. Um, but, yeah, I kind of like some guys for cheaper. That's why I might not get there. Right.
1: Well, tell me that because we've, we've talked plenty about Zach Moss, uh, so we know he's there at 4,600. Uh, talking about who you do like cheaper. Is it Chuba Hubbard uh, with the new coaches in Carolina? Is it uh, picking one of the Pittsburgh running backs against Arizona? What is the, uh, what's the your plays under Ramondre but uh, above Zach Moss?
2: Yeah, I'm thinking about picking one of the Pittsburgh backs. Um Jalen Warren, I think either of them. Yeah. Uh, I I have a little bit of interest in Javante Williams. Uh, If I'm going to have, I think he's an interesting run, run back. If I'm going to have some Texans. Yep. um, He's 20 plus touches in three of the last four weeks and involved in the passing game. So pretty cheap. Yeah. I don't mind Javante. Um, I think those were the guys that stuck out most. Uh, Maybe you could sell me on someone else
1: uh i'm not gonna sell you on anybody else i think that uh you know chuba hubbard was good last week but like i don't think i really want to go uh go with carolina right now and who who knows what the new coaches do uh if i were gonna do it uh obviously moss but then uh, it's for me it's Jalen warren um you know you got to pick one of these guys they're the same price essentially 54 and 5200 i just think arizona allowed 287 yards and three touchdowns to rams running backs combined last week the total yards um give me more with the explosive guy hit a couple big plays uh, you got to pick one. It's tough, but I, I picked Jalen Warren. I think I'm going to play some Jalen Warren too. I think that the, the matchup situation is just so good right now against Arizona.
2: Yep. I agree with all that. Um, just one last thing. Talk me off of maybe taking a chance on Antonio Gibson.
1: You know, that's, it's a, that's an interesting call because that you figure
2: games, you got they're... a
1: two a stack, you know, like yeah. he,
2: he's 4,500, right? And if you got two and Tyreek already, is it too crazy?
1: Uh, I don't think it's too crazy. His, his targets last week: five, five, six, and four. If they get down, he could touch the ball. Um, what you're hoping for? You're hoping for like thirteen, fourteen touches if you do it. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, you know, you just need him to catch some passes and find the end zone. I just yeah. thought it was interesting to bring up, like, because he's the same price as Zach Moss. So, like, you could play him <laughs> right. together. You could play him yeah. together. But like, think if you're playing the Millie Maker or that massive three dollar twenty max tournament, and you got a Dolphin stack. I mean, what I would do if I was, you know, multi entering those big tournaments, it'd be tough for me not to just swap Gibson for Moss on a couple of those Dolphins stacks just for the crazy leverage, right? I mean, one guy's going to be 70%, one guy's going to be 2% or something,
1: you know? I love, I mean, it's a, it's a really good call and really fun call. It's just that if they get, if they get down 21, three early, which is very possible like he could have twelve targets. Like I don't think that's crazy that he catches eight balls if they get way behind. Like it's just, uh, yeah, I like that. I mean, they have a lot of options and they'll throw the ball a bunch. But yeah, I mean, he has twenty targets the last four weeks. Like been very involved uh, at the same price. It's definitely, uh, definitely fascinating. That's I like that. That's a uh, that's a spicy one right there. I think crazier uh, things have happened. Right? Way. Like it's not even, it's not even that crazy. Like I think it's uh, a little bit crazy, but also a little bit well thought out too. Okay. Cool someone has a tight end question in the chat um i would take logan thomas as your waiver pickup if dalton schultz was out that's for quincy davis uh we've talked a lot already we've got we've gone long but let's get into uh, receivers here we've talked a bunch about uh, the expensive receivers uh tyree kills 9600 there are a lot of expensive guys Keenan allen's nine thousand. aj brown's eighty eight hundred. Amon Raw's ross eighty five hundred. there's a lot of really expensive guys this week and you got cooper cup uh the ghost of cooper cup is seventy eight hundred. mike evans 77 and waddle 76 uh what are you doing this top range i mean i think it's pretty obvious we've talked about it we're we're, just, we're playing tyreek when we can but 9600 is a lot of money uh do you like anybody else uh, in the 8000 it sounds like probably Amon roth you had to play somebody
2: yeah but in general probably not niners
1: um, uh niners can't cover outside good wide receiver number ones over the course of this year i know dk did nothing last week but uh AJ Brown's good against cover three and four. Niners played a lot of that. I think that uh, he's due. He hasn't. He, he had that streak of 125 yards, and then he has he has under 66 yards three weeks in a row. Um, I can talk myself into AJ Brown this week.
2: Well, no one is going to play him, so I like. I think it's a pretty good tournament play if if you wanted to do it. They're uh, um, they're
1: twenty. Niners are twentieth in points to wide receiver ones. They are not good against stud receivers normally. I know they were last week.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's like, you'd want the weather in that game to be okay.
1: And you want uh, the Niners, Niners to score early too.
2: Yes. But man, it makes all the sense in the world. You know, yeah, nobody's going to play him. Uh, people will play Keenan over him. Tyreek will be way more popular. So yeah, it makes sense from that perspective. Um, yeah. Going, going down the list. I just, I can't, I don't think I can do it with cup anymore. Uh, maybe you can chime in on that, but I, you know,
1: I prefer Evans. Like it's hard to get there at 7,800 on cup. Like if he was like, they really priced him down. I could talk myself into it, but I mean, he hasn't top 50 yards in five games.
2: Yeah. And it's crazy to say, you know, it's hard to get there at this price tag when this is, when this is the first time we've ever seen him priced below eight K. I mean, you know, we were jumping to click on him when he was under nine K, but now, yeah, it's just tough. I really like Waddle. Uh, for 7600 especially because i don't see him being that popular uh like tank dell 7400 i think dell though dell will be relatively popular um and rightfully so five touchdowns in the last four games for dell he would have had another big game last week but had that 62 yard catch uh, called back that hurt Questionable it was a, illegal
1: if, shift it was his illegal shift too right yeah. Uh,
2: I, I don't hate know about I hated hated that call. I, hated yeah. that
1: call too. I was, and I had takedown, but I just didn't like that. I thought, I thought he was, I thought he had stopped or whatever it was. I didn't, they didn't mm-hmm. show the other angle. They were like, Oh, there are two guys in motion, but they didn't show somebody else. I don't know what happened, but I, yeah, it's I just that.
2: why are you throwing that flag, you know, just yeah. don't throw that flag. Uh, anyways.
1: Um, two yeah, the guys in this range, we talked a little bit about Devante, uh, Devante Smith earlier. Um, I, I do like him this week. I think I'm going to play one of the Eagles' receivers on some lineups. I think that uh, I've kind of talked myself into doing that. But you know, if Ward shadows AJ Brown, we talked about that before. Then maybe you know, maybe the Niners are different against wide receiver ones. But man, I think that that opens up for Devontae. His target share without Goddard has skyrocketed. He's a different. He's a, they use him differently without without Goddard out there. And then Ayuk is at 7200. You can get there too. But what about Michael Pittman? 7100. We haven't talked a lot about Colts Titans. Um, eight-plus catches each of the last four games, good matchup, great usage right now. You can throw against Tennessee. Uh, he was 10 for 107 last week on 13 targets. Um, I really like Michael Pittman speaking at in a game that I don't think anybody's really going to talk about because everybody's going to play Zach Moss, and that means probably nobody's going to play Michael Pitt.
2: Another great call. Um, yeah, you're exactly right. If you, if if, you fade
1: if, Moss, I think you play Pittman.
2: Yes. Um, or downs, so, you know, we'll get yeah, to or downs. 50, yeah. 50, 100, but you're right. That strategy. Uh, I mentioned it on the podcast last week of fading the chalk running back for the passing game has won tournaments in like yeah. three of the last five weeks or something. Um, and it's in,
1: yeah. Cause no,
2: nobody does it.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, don't, I don't think you have to play Minshew or anything, but I think if you go, you go to Moss, you hope he runs for 60 yards, and no touchdowns. You just play Pittman and they're going to score. And and he's going to score some points in that game. You want those points. And if he, if, if Moss misses, it means someone else hits. It, it, Pittman is where I, I, I think downs makes sense too. I could certainly talk myself into that depending on what you need salary wise, but man, Pittman's really involved right now.
2: Yes. And you know, it's, um, targeting passing games against the Titans is
1: something we historically like to do. So it makes yep. all the sense in the yeah. world. Yeah. I, I like that play a lot. I think that's, I think that's the way to go. If you, if you do fade Moss in tournament. Uh, some question in the chat. Would you rather have AJ Brown or Brandon Ayuk? Uh, I don't know if you mean as players or fantasy wise. I'd rather have AJ Brown this week. If the, I mean the salaries are much different in 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 DFS, so that's different there. But just like heads up, yeah, I take I take AJ Brown. Um, someone mentioned about a flex play. I would play ETN in the flex uh, over those other names there too. Um, someone said that t- take Dell wasn't set for a full second. So apparently, uh, <laughs> we need to go okay. to ref school. But I still hated the penalty. Um, okay, what about the mid range of wide receiver? I find I usually love the 6,000 range at wide receiver on DraftKings. It's always like, oh, I can play this guy, this guy, this guy. Man, you're going to have to help me this week because I see very little in this range this week. I, you could you could, you could, get to Nico Collins. Um, Debo 6,200. I think in that game, he's the cheapest of the receivers. You could go there. Um, I could probably talk myself into Adam Thielen at 6,800, but this is a, a tough range this week.
2: Yeah, it's a tough range. I could get to Nico Collins if Dalton Schultz is out. Um, think Olave, you know, Olave... I yeah. could get to Olave for sure. If, uh, I, if if he
1: plays and Shahid's out and Thomas is already out, Olave um, becomes really interesting if he plays.
2: Yeah, I agree. And it's one of those where, you know, sometimes you don't get the news till Saturday or Sunday, yep. and people have already decided what they're going to do. And they have these – they have – and, like, it, it it would just means that Olave – people will play him, but he wouldn't be as popular as, like, he should be. It's a really good spot uh against detroit at home so yeah i i, I would like a lave if he plays um i don't know going down debo i guess in that game cheapest of the san fran options yeah good game last week i never mind playing debo uh he just has so many ways to score yeah. score two touchdowns um but yeah i guess keep keep i'll keep going down yeah go for him um i think mclaurin's pretty good at 5500 if you're targeting that game Sutton, I know you can talk about Sutton, but I like Sutton as well. Downs, I mentioned at 5,100. Downs was close to crushing last week. Uh, 13 targets and so many close ones that, you know, if he catches, he's turning up and going for a big gain. He had a couple end zone targets. Uh, So I have some interest in Downs. Uh, Pittsburgh receivers, Deontay and Pickens. Yeah. Kind of like Pickens this week in tournaments. Um, Judy, I have interest in Judy too, just because I think Sutton is a better play and Sutton's going to be more popular. But Judy's cheap now and he's got a questionable tag, but he's healthy. They just uh, limited him the first day with that groin injury. But yeah, I just like that game. So I could take a chance on Judy. Dotson, I think. I like Dotson. Yeah, I don't know. I'll stop there.
1: Uh, real quick question: in The chats so talking receivers. Somebody said uh, flex Connor Downs or Rice. Uh, I'm telling you, Rasheed Rice for sure. I'm, I, I he's not on our slate that we're talking about, but I I'm playing Rasheed Rice and everywhere I have him, uh, I put him as a top 30 wide receiver right now. I'm, I think that they're shifting towards him right now. Uh, I'm playing Rice for sure. Um, in this range, uh, I have two guys I really like. You mentioned them. Uh, I like McLaurin again. I think that uh, he has seven plus targets each of the last seven games. I know he hasn't quite got there, but like he's still been really really active. Um, you know, coming back in that in that run back against Miami, I really like McLaurin this week, 5,500. Uh, he only has two touchdowns all year. I always kind of like that. Feels a little bit due to me. I know that doesn't really make sense, but he's just really, really involved. They're going to throw the ball a ton. Give me a talented guy under 6,000 every time. And I like Sutton a lot. 5,400, they look to him in the red zone. Houston struggles against outside wide receivers. He plays there over 80% of the time. Uh, he had six targets, 61 yards last week. Uh, he just missed, a, just missed a touchdown. He got tackled at the two or the three, which – uh I had him in my main lineup, so that was a, that was a frustrating one. Between that and Tank Dell, it was a frustrating uh, few minutes there for receivers. But uh, I like Sutton a lot. Um, you went down a little bit further. The four thousand is a little bit tough. Um, you know, I, I, I agree with you on Dotson. Same kind of theory we've talked about all day with Miami and, and Washington. Uh, I think Pickens is the guy. Forty eight hundred. It's a it's a big turny kind of dart kind of play. But man, he just plays a lot. He has not a lot of targets. He's been. I think he's been over six targets the last five weeks, but he, he's in, he's in there every snap. He can hit a big play. Um, this Arizona defense is not good. I think that uh, one of these weeks it's going to be a huge George Pickens, like 140 yards, two touchdowns a week. Timing it is almost impossible, but uh, you know, playing home against Arizona is about as good a spot for that as you can get.
2: Yeah, I agree. You know, and it was supposedly a comment last week, Rappaport reported that they were going to f- focus on Pickens more. Didn't happen. People were disappointed. Uh, it could happen this week. Yeah, it always happens spot. the week after every we play, some, right? <laughs> right. Always. And he's very cheap, and we know he's the type of player with a big ceiling. So yeah, really like Pickens, and it's unfortunate about Sutton. I just would have been his sixth straight game with a touchdown. So Crazy. yeah, um, like pretty
1: quietly too. Yep. So under forty five hundred, I think that uh, we'll talk about some names here real quick. But I think Curtis Samuel's the guy that, that jumps out to me. Forty one hundred. Uh, he had 12 targets last week. Like, I just think – like you talked before about Antonio Gibson. I think it probably works but for Samuel. Just like I think if they get behind, it seems like it's just the easy dump off. But he can make – he really can make plays in space. Um, he's the, just cheapest run back against Miami. So I, I really like Samuel. If I were to go Samuel or Dotson, I'd go Samuel this week just based on the price and the targets last week. I do like McLaurin, but I think, uh, you know, if you're going to go the cheaper one, I'd go Samuel over, over Dotson. What about in the 3000s? We talked about AT Perry a little bit. 3300 if all the New Orleans guys sit. Um he seems to be the next guy up. But, you know, I think you're taking you're, you're taking a zero into play when you play anybody like this, but uh, is there anybody else down here you like in the 3000s uh, you know, kind of below the the Curtis Samuel who think like, people will like? Uh, yes.
2: One I, one guy. Well, more than one guy, but I like one guy the most.
1: Uh, I have I have one name bolded. Let's see if it's the same
2: guy. And that's if we get Joe Flacco starting for Cleveland. We the got gap. his favorite target, Elijah Moore. I mean, how do you not like Elijah Moore for 3500 Joe Flacco is like the perfect quarterback for a guy like that. Uh, <laughs> you can see 10-plus targets in this spot. I mean – I can't believe we're
1: talking about Joe Flacco in 2023. It's unbelievable, right? So, yeah, <laughs> you were going to say more, too? I was going to say more, too. Uh, 23 targets last week. It's been pretty blah with them, but – you know, if you're gonna get down here in 3500 you're gonna give me eight targets. That's always something I want to take. Uh, should be an underdog. The Rams are favored. Should be passing. You mentioned Flacco. Flacco, kind of the, kind of the perfect guy for him. You're right. Just quick little dump off and you know make a play. Uh, it was more for me too. I think the other two names down here who I think are playable. Um, I've talked about him a few weeks ago, but yeah, he, he hasn't really come through. But Jonathan Mingo, uh, mm. uh, the targets are, are there: seven, six, and six last three weeks. They seem to be building him in the offense a little bit here. He was finally productive last week. He was four catches for 60 yards. I think he works down here as a, you know, if you don't want to play Perry, you don't want to play Elijah Moore. They're uh, they're a little bit risky on Perry, a little bit boring on Moore. I think that Mingo is uh, maybe the combo of those and, you know, a little bit of upside with with the target so it kind of blends those two. And then, you know, at some point this year, Jameson Williams is going to do something for us. Uh, it's going to be I know those are hard to time. He hasn't had, I think he has more than two catches in a game, but he played a lot last week. He played 62% of the dropbacks. Uh, so he's playing more and more each week. Obviously we know he's super explosive, uh, you know, kind of a big tournament. Uh, I'm going to take a shot here, kind of play, but Jamison Williams has the the talent and hopefully the opportunity here. And obviously with a good quarterback in golf, 3,600, uh, you know, not a great matchup, but uh, I don't think he matters matchup wise. He's going to hit a big player. He's not.
2: Yep. I agree. Um, makes sense. I, I, I I hesitate to mention, but if Olave and Shahid are both out, maybe Lynn Bowden Jr. for 3K. Like if he was going to play the slot role for for the whole game. uh, I don't know. We saw him with two rushing attempts last week, a 29-yarder, a couple targets. I don't know. Worth mentioning, you know, if, if Olave and Shahid out, I, I probably still wouldn't do it, but maybe it's a move for bigger tournaments. You know, I'd probably be more likely to play Juwan Johnson, but still worth mentioning.
1: You know, my favorite thing about Lynn Junior and Juniors hmm. in my college league, he was uh, he's eligible at wide receiver, but he played quarterback for seven games at Kentucky is like junior year. So I was able to play a second quarterback in lineups and put him in the receiver slot. It was absolute gold unbelievable yeah it's unbelievable it was it was people did not enjoy that when i when they looked yeah. down and i had two quarterbacks playing but it was uh it was amazing you, you very rarely get the quarterback wide receiver dual eligibility that's awesome yeah uh tight end real quick here Uh kind of it's tight ends rough tight end is tough uh kelsey's not here uh you know obviously mark andrew's is out for the year uh we've got george kittle we've got sam laporta and then kind of a bunch of dudes um Kittle's expensive, sixty two hundred. Uh, he was great in the last week. Did not do much against Seattle. You know, it's always tough when when Debo and, and Ayuk are both healthy. It's it's hard to feed three guys. So a couple, one guy left out gets left out. Last week it was Kittle, uh, but the Eagles linebackers are beat up. Like it's a pretty good matchup right now. The Eagles have are down to some guys at linebacker, some guys that are questionable. Uh, their defensive line is really good. Their secondary linebackers are not quite as good. So it's kind of a good on-field matchup for Kittle, but it's just so hard. To, it's so hard to feed all those guys. But what do you do at a tight end? I think that uh, – I mentioned earlier, I think the is going to be pretty popular, and I think he he makes a lot of sets at 4,100.
2: Yeah, I agree. Really like Njoku. I think he'll be pretty popular. Before you go, um, you know
1: that without Deshaun Watson, David Njoku leads the Browns in targets, catches, and yards. Wow.
2: Yeah. I mean –
1: and that's some PJ Walker. That's some DTR. That's maybe Joe Flacco yeah. this week, but his targets last six weeks. So I one more Njoku note: nine, eight, six, nine, fifteen, nine.
2: Wow! Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking that's at it right. Cr- now. I yeah, did not
1: know. I, I knew he was involved, but I, that that's a cr- nine fifteen nine last three weeks is pretty bonkers.
2: Looks pretty good, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'd imagine Joe Flacco. We'll be looking for his tight end quite a bit. I was going to say,
1: if he but, likes Elijah Moore, he's probably like David Njoku. Yes, also.
2: definitely. So, yeah, I like Njoku. I think he'll be pretty popular. Um, I just mentioned Juwan Johnson. He would get up there in popularity if yeah. you get some of those receivers out. Um, but, yeah, I think the I'm not really looking at anyone until we get to fryer um, I don't think anyone's really going to play for Iermuth, I and mean, we just saw him nine for one hundred and twenty. Yeah, um, that's yeah. I could take a chance there, um, but yeah, and Joku After that, no, you're right. It gets tough. I think the news to look for: Dalton Schultz still hasn't practiced, so I'm seeing like Brevin Jordan projecting pretty well. Is he like twenty five hundred? Yes, he's min. He's min price. Um, I yeah. It kind of, I'm just looking at their tight ends. Seems like he would be out there quite a bit. Um, and he's, you know, he's one of those tight ends who's like a more of a receiver type. So I could, I could play some Brevin Jordan, especially in Stroud stacks. But yeah, t- t- tight end is tough this week. I don't know. Give me somebody else if you have them.
1: Uh, I'm just going to play Joku a bunch is kind of what it comes down to. But if I were, I, I think if you go up a little bit, I think Fryermuth and Trey McBride work. I mean, McBride had nine more targets last week. He's clearly very involved. He's questionable right now, so you got to make sure that's okay. But um, he's third in percentage of team targets at tight end the last five weeks. So he's just like, really active and involved right now. And, and he's a pretty talented guy. So I think McBride, Fryermuth, and then Joku, And then if I drop down, um, yeah, your Brevin Jordan call makes some sense if you just want to fully pump that. But I think that uh, – K. Otten at 3200 works okay. He's uh, 449, 445 the last two weeks. Not very exciting. Chigo Kanquo at 3100. Um, you know, if you you want to go there, he had five targets last week, but like that's really hard to hard to play. Um, someone joked in the chat we're endorsing a Flacco stack. That is definitely not what I'm endorsing. Um, but uh yeah, you know, you know, you have some you have some pass catchers there. But uh, I'm probably just going to play, Njoku McBride Friarmouth and kind of make that work.
2: Yeah, I think me too. Um, endorsing a Flacco stack, I don't know. He he's forty six hundred. Pair him with Injoku. It's the same same guy who brought up Kyron Williams. So that's that's just like the perfect stack. Flacco, Kyron with with Injoku or Elijah Moore, you'll have all the money in the world left. Can Flacco get to twenty points? Maybe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> After the after the, after the Super Bowl against the Ravens, I I endorse nothing with Joe Flacco. I'm still better. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a big ask. It is, but I think that you know he could he could have a a receiver or two or a tight end that that work. I mean, they're they're all really cheap, is what it comes down to. If he's going to dump it off to him ten times. Like I don't care how effective or efficient the yards are. I care that he's has, he has ten frigging targets at that price. Right. Before we jump out of here, uh, defense. I found defense hard this week. I'm hoping you're going to find somebody that you really like at a cheap price because I uh, I struggled this week. I think that, uh, you know, Tampa Bay at 3,600 against Carolina works. Uh, I think the Falcons against the Jets, it's going against Tim Boyle at 3,400 works. Uh, those are kind of my two top favorite defenses, but I admit that they're not super, super cheap, but cheap enough. Uh, who do you like here? I found it, I found it tough this week.
2: Yeah, I think you broke it down well, or the same way that I would have broken it down. I think the Falcons seem like they're going to be the most popular.
1: Yeah. Uh, The Jets have given up 13 sacks the last two weeks.
2: Yeah. And Boyle looked, I think, worse than most people thought he would look.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's saying something right there, because I don't think anybody would say he's going to look good.
2: No, but I watched quite a bit of that game, and – he looked pretty incompetent, unfortunately, like Zach Wilson is much better. Um, I'm hoping
1: that an hour and 13 minutes in Tim Boyle probably tuned off the podcast by now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Tim. Uh, <laughs> you know, former Packer legend. I don't mean to talk bad,
1: but former yeah. Packer legend. I love it. It really <laughs> um, is. It's it's Favre, Rogers, and Tim Boyle. It's like that's those are the big it, three right there. Right
2: there it is. Um, so yeah, I think people will go all the way down to Carolina, as you mentioned, uh, Oh, you're going between. Carolina.
1: I, I was going the oh. Bucks against Carolina. You're going actually Carolina.
2: Oh, sorry. I thought you yeah, you said Bucks. Oh, Bucks yeah. look good too. Yeah, for sure. For people that are going all the way down, I think they people will go to Carolina. Um you, just
1: hope, you hope Baker, but Baker may, I mean Tampa Bay has given up 10 sacks the last two weeks. Like they're they're struggling too. That's a, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, if you're gonna go cheap, I, that's probably the way to go. No. Although Carolina's defense is horrible. Scott, yeah, I don't like it at all. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> seeing them as
2: the most popular out of like every defense below three K just be people like really look for a a cheap defense. They can click on. I don't really like it. Like you said, they have a bad defense and I don't think it's a great matchup like at Tampa
1: at all. So I don't think I'm going to be doing that. So you know, you know what, you know where you go. If you go a little cheaper, right? Well, are you going to say the Pats? No, no, I meant not that cheap, but like cheaper than than bucks. Yeah, no, no.
2: Right. No, I hear you. Um, The one that I don't mind is the Titans. I might play some Titans. Uh, I mean, just give me a home defense against Gardner Minshew. You know, Jonathan Taylor's out. Can't be that bad, right?
1: Uh, It could be pretty bad. Tennessee's pretty bad. But, yeah, no, it it works. So, if you're going to do that at 2,800, wouldn't you just play the 49ers at 3,000?
2: I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm playing the 49ers in tournaments for sure. Yes. The Eagles have given up
1: multiple sacks in six straight games. The Niners have 15 sacks the last three weeks. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Niners defense is going to die. Like, the Eagles are going to score. They're going to score points. But, like, if the Niners get up a little bit, Philly has to pass. Like, I think they're going to get some sacks. I think they're the quarterback. I mean, since Chase Young has been there, there, that defensive line is absolutely eating right now. And in a a week where I don't love any defense, I don't think there's an easy, cheap one. Like, just give me a great one at 3000 and I'll kind of just see what happens.
2: I couldn't agree more. The first lineup I made has 49ers defense, so let's go. And
1: on on the same theory to not be biased, like if you want to play the Eagles at 2,800, like give me a great defensive line in a game under 3,000. Brock Purdy threw a pick six last week. Um, If it rains a little bit, like he could slip the ball slip out of his hand. He really had some passes go awry in that that Cleveland game. Um, I think I'm just going Niners or Eagles. And whatever side you like more, you know, I'm obviously, I'm a Niners fan. I love the defensive line. I know the defense in general right now. At 3,000, but I think the Eagles at 2,100 makes sense too. I think I'm just going to go with great defenses at really cheap prices and, and call it a day on most teams this week. I'm just going to play the, one of those two.
2: Yep, I, I, I think that's a very sharp take, especially if we get some questionable weather.
1: Yeah. Uh, some in the chat asked, Juwan Johnson, Logan Thomas, or Johnu Smith? Uh, not Johnu Smith. I go Logan Thomas unless all the, all the Saints receivers sit, and then I'll go Juwan Johnson. How about you?
2: yes. If, if, if a lot, just a Lave being out would be enough for me to play okay. Johnson, but it's a good spot for, should be a good spot for Thomas too.
1: Yeah. I definitely both them over Johnny Smith. So, uh, Ryan, I feel like we hit it all. We've gone uh, pretty long here talking about a lot of stuff. We hadn't chatted in a couple weeks. So not surprising. Uh, I think we kind of hit every game. Is there anybody, uh, anything else on your mind? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I don't think so. That was fun. I think we covered most of it. It was. It was, uh, it was good to be back talking football with you. As always, uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. We appreciate all the comments in the chat. It was pretty busy this morning for uh, for a Friday morning, so we appreciate that. Uh, if you want to follow Ryan on Twitter, he's at Ryan Belongia. B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I am at Scott Jensen. Jensen's J-E-N-S-T-A-D. Uh, there's no baseball right now, so I'm talking a lot of football. Uh, if you want to talk football with me, uh, you know, miss me in the middle of the week when I'm talking Warriors and being upset about uh, – Clay Thompson missing a bunch of shots. But other than that, uh, whether that were good, Clay Clay redeemed himself in the fourth quarter last night, so it was good. But uh, we appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back at you for week 14 next Friday. Hope everybody has a really good, uh, fancy week. Uh, win some DFS money this week. Uh, take care.
2: Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.